Hey, thanks for downloading the podcast. And remember, if you want to listen live, download the iHeartRadio app, download the TuneIn app, and just search for Fantasy Sports Radio Network, and you can listen to this program live. Also, if you want to watch the video of this podcast, check us out on YouTube, on Twitch, or on Periscope, and type in, you guessed it, Fantasy Sports Network. You'll find us there. Enjoy the show, and thanks for listening. You're listening to the Fantasy Sports Radio Network. Game Time Decisions presents the DFS Lineup Lock Hour, sponsored by DailyRoto.com. Sponsored by DailyRoto.com. And don't forget that, guys, it's $1 a month. It's still worth it right now. It'd be worth it if it was just for a day. Uh, $1, get all the exclusive access uh, to the projections, the optimizers, the chat, and all the other great information over at DailyRoto.com. DailyRoto.com, use promo code $1, and uh, you'll get the entire month of um, of all the information and access to the information for the month for $1. Uh, that's promo code $1, one word, all caps, $1. And... Um, we just retweeted the DKMS uh, World Series uh, contest. It's great stuff. DKMS are great people helping uh, try to fight, uh, fight and eradicate uh, blood cancer. Uh, it's difficult uh, for people to find uh, the, the right um, bone marrow donors within their family and blood transfusions, etc. So uh, check out DKMS.com and uh, support them. Either you can donate or you can contribute uh, money and um, in return uh, as well. They're giving away. They gave away tickets to the Super Bowl if you're a member. So basically, if you play like daily fantasy baseball, go over to DKMS.com/slash/FNTSY. You play daily fantasy baseball. You move on. Sort of like think like a DraftKings, like a finale. You know, all the best players throughout the season then play one final contest, and the winner is going to get two tickets to a World Series game uh, this year. Uh, but as we stated earlier, it's actually a light night in Major League Baseball uh, right sure now. Sure is. It's kind of rare, Cam. Normally, there's not that many games on a Wednesday afternoon. Yeah, there's afternoon games, but they usually kind of, you know what I mean? Like, you get the 1235, they're staggered, and you usually get, like, the old six-pack around. But, like, four games, at the, it's, it's yeah, it's a very, very light night. A lot of early games on the slate. Good games at night, though. The Dodgers and Marlins, Oakland and Boston, that should be uh, some fireworks in that game. We've got a couple good pitchers going. Cubs versus uh, your Atlanta Braves. Morency straight pick them right now. And Verlander and Richards, it's interesting. Verlander, a good pitcher, but in the Mark Lawrence database, not the strongest uh, numbers in the month of May. And uh, there's a few a, a few guys on the Angels that actually hit him well and uh, will be in my DK lineup, one being veteran slugger Albert Pujols, who actually has fantastic numbers against Verlander. He's a stud, but a couple guys on the, on the Angels have gotten to him in the past. Yeah, and you know the fact of the matter is right now, Cam, they, listen, the Houston Astros just aren't hitting the baseball. Yeah, exactly. yeah, the Astros, that's... They, they, they have a hard time. And in fact, how about this? The Astros kept 9-1-1 one, and one to the under in the last 11 baseball games. Yep, that's it. It's, it's crazy. When you look at the firepower that they have on that team and they're just not getting it together, that's the thing, man. The Dodgers are the same way. It's weird how these teams, and you look up and down their lineup and go, wow, man, that's good. But, you know, they're a little bit banged up. Uh, I expect big things from the Astros. It's a, it's a long season, but, yeah, you got to ride the trend right now, Gabe. And uh, you talk about the Angels, man. They're, 
they're one of those teams, uh, if you bet them all, all the time this year, you got a little bit of money in your pocket. So an interesting game. I'm actually kind of looking at Richards at uh, plus 115. I know everyone thinks it's a short price on Verlander, but uh, the Angels can get it done at home. Yeah, I'm just, I'm not in love with this baseball uh, card here um, this evening. Like I said, it's tough. There's only a couple of games. Uh, I don't really like the prices. I don't want to lay the price with sale here. You talked about it. Mark Lawrence brought it up. Verlander is not a, uh, his numbers are awful in the month of March. Uh, you know, he hasn't won in the last two starts. He hasn't got any run support, but he hasn't, he hasn't won there. So uh, let's talk some golf. Though. Let's focus on some DFS golf uh, today, Cam. I'll give you the floor here. We got the uh, Byron Nelson in Dallas. Um, link style. Uh, we always talk about the Texas players playing well in Europe and, and vice versa with the links, the wind might be a little bit over overstated, you know, about the wind and uh, aspect of this. But one thing I did notice uh, Cam about this course here is um, the greens are kind of small, right? Great the point. greens are kind of small. Yep. So, so I think this is where short play really is going to come into play here, Cam, with your approach shots, because these aren't your big, 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 vast greens like we've seen in some of the courses that they played at so far this year. Kind of smaller greens here at uh, over at this course. Yeah, no, really good point at the Byron Nelson. It is small greens, and the, it's not about the Lynx course, more along the lines of Marenzi. The, the way that I really look at it is wind, and it, it is a huge factor. And a lot of those players uh, from Texas seem to play well in Texas. It's just one of those things. It's like it's almost a personal pride thing. Like you, you look at it uh, – Jimmy Walker's a guy like he's had so much success in all of these Texas courses. And when you look on the, on the DK board, he's actually a really, really nice price. But like, that's the thing you're looking at the guys on DraftKings. How are you going to build a team? Cause if you put Jordan speaking in your team, you got a bunch of scrubs. That's the thing, the way the prices are this week. So you have to be kind of careful, maybe a little bit creative. Like let's look at the numbers right now. You got Jordan speed Gabe at 11,900. Um, yeah, he could, should, should win the tournament. He's a huge favorite there, but then, Matt Kuchar, who's also an ATM machine, is $1,200 cheaper. Sergio Garcia, a guy that's had success in Texas, $10,100. Matsuyama, I love Matsuyama. Where have you been, Hideki? Like, you're not making money. Like, you're not making cuts. Like, I can't have you at that price. So I'm going to actually start things off, Gabe, with a guy. And uh, he used to be one of the best players going. And we used to talk about him almost every single week. And now he's back. Fighting Lyme disease, that's dino mad Jimmy Walker. And I'll tell you something, at $9,500, he has to be in your uh, DraftKings lineup game. Take a look at these uh, recent results since he's uh, battling the Lyme disease and feeling better. T2, 4th, T20th at the Masters. Those are the last three events, 20th, 4th, and 2nd. So Jimmy Walker, a guy that was playing with pain, seems to be getting his act together, buddy. And he's also a couple thousand dollars cheaper than those guys. So I think... Uh, it's a good lineup. I'm going to start building my team with him. Uh, I'm not sure how you feel about Spieth and all those guys, but I think Walker at that price, Gabe, uh, you got you got to take a look there, a long, hard look, and I think he's going to be on both of my DraftKings teams. I'm not sure uh, who you're thinking your big gun is, but I love him this week. The thing that strikes me about the odds, actually, is, Cam, considering just what the big drop there is from, from Spieth being in the plus 500, plus 550 range, and then it pretty much drops into like the 14s. You, know, you don't often see that much of a discrepancy with the odds makers. I mean, what, do they really expect Spieth to win this? I mean, last time, Cam, I think it was, I'm pretty sure it was Dustin Johnson at the Riviera, in which it was yep. the same thing. You remember, man, Dustin Johnson was like plus 350 or something stupid. Everyone was like, man, yep. 
he just owns this course. You know, if if you know, all he has to do is show up and he's going to win. Everyone bet on him. Everybody built their DFS lineups around him, and uh, he didn't win. So is Spieth the big trap this week uh, here in betting and in DFS? What's your take on Spieth? Yeah, I'm not going to play him. Uh, I think he's too expensive for DFS. And and Marenzi, and we talk about being smart with the late uh, Dave Malinsky and Mark Lawrence and all of our friends, you know, with the database. And you could look at a golf tournament. Yes, Jordan Spieth is better than him, but I'm not going to take a guy with NASCAR odds. He's plus 450. Like, he's plus 450. Like, yes, you are one of the best golfers in the world, but I don't like, even like the way he finished in the last tournament, you know? His body language was bad. And really, is Sergio Garcia 10 points worse than him? Matt Kuchar, the same thing. 10, Jimmy Walker. I'm getting Jimmy Walker at 18 or 20 to 1 instead of plus 450. So just from a value perspective, I'd rather take a hot player in Walker with way better odds. And yeah, Spieth might win the tournament, but you know you know your sports friends. You know NASCAR. I'm not taking a guy in a golf tournament with 162 guys at plus 450, you know, because Sergio's still there. Kuchar's there. Walker, Matsuyama. Hey, Brendan Grace, uh, Leishman. Like, these are guys like uh, Jordan Spieth at plus 450. He could win, but it's a damn golf tournament. So, no, I don't really think that's a value play. And uh, I, I told you I'm going to start my six-pack and my DFS lineup with Jimmy Walker. He's cheaper everywhere. And 18 or 20 to one uh, to win the tournament as well. You know what? I'd like, uh, I'd like to know what the percentage is actually of, of what, what's the percentage of favorites actually winning a golf tournament? I would say you know, how many times yeah. are the guys favored? Like what? 3%, 2%, I'm going to say not five gonna, even, is it? I don't think it is. I, I, I'd like off the top of my head. That's a, yeah. We, if we had a, an intern statistical guy and give him the nudge right now, I'll tell you, I, I'm, I'm going to think, yeah, I, I think around probably 3% at best. There's so many guys in the golf tournament, man. You like you, you can't take it. And I just, at plus 450, sure. But no, speed should be about 8 to 1 in this tournament, not plus 450. And uh, he could win, but I'm not, I, I'm, not, I'm not taking him at that price. He's too expensive in DFS. And you said it. If anything goes round, wrong one way, you're... You're up Shit's Creek without a paddle, man. It's uh, You're not getting enough take back, too. And think about the units, Gabe, you have to bet from a six-pack perspective. We could put $25 on a golfer and, like, make 100 bucks. Like, you know what I mean? That's that's not enough for me. And uh, for Walker, though, he's 18. I, uh, like, I like where you're going with this. I like where you're yeah. going with this. Coming off a of T2 with the players right now, so he's in a nice form. Oh, and, uh, you know, he's played this course before. Yes, and, and, he, and he's a Texas guy. Like, this, this is the thing. Like, I think this tournament actually... For as much as it sets up for Jordan Spieth, who's a Texas Longhorn, it sets up for Jimmy Walker. And Jimmy Walker, Gabe, we're getting 14, 14.50 better. We're getting 18 to 1 instead of plus 450. It's it's absolutely nuts. So with a guy with his track record right there, and, and also, uh, you know, think about it. Hot again, making money, T2, 4, 20th at the Masters. Those are three very, very solid performances. The guy's in great form, playing in Texas. He can play in the win, sign you up with Jimmy Walker. I, I absolutely love that. And then my other pick after after him would be Mark Leishman. I think Mark Leishman, at, uh, he's $9,100 on DraftKings, way cheaper than the other top guys, 11 of 13 cuts, and he has top 10s in two of his last four tournaments, including a ninth at the Masters. So basically, this is a horse race, buddy. And DraftKings, we got six guys uh, in the stall. And right now, Jimmy Walker's going to be my lead horse. And I'm going with Mark Leishman at $9,100 as my other horse right there, buddy. Uh, great form. Uh, you got to like uh, the way he makes money, too. And uh, cheaper, too. We can, build, we can build a more solid, rounded team 
without speed game, I was looking at the bargain bin, like guys at $6,600 who, you know, barely on the PGA Tour, can't make cuts. Like, and you know on DraftKings, man, and I've been burned, just like you said with parlays and playing pro line. How many times have I had the guys second, third, fifth, eighth, but then I had one guy miscut? That doesn't matter. You're done. You're not going to win. You're not going to win in that tournament format like that. Maybe on a, a head-to-head bet, but you have no other way. Every guy has to make the cut. So I'm going to look at some guys that have uh, made the cut and build a, you know, a more well-rounded team. You know, another Texan that I like actually uh, in this tournament uh, is uh, Haas. Uh, Bo Hostler, 28 to I one. Love uh, I love to, him. Uh, oh, I played at uh, Tex- Texas Austin. I love you, buddy. I'm with you. Exactly the same way. You're reading my mail. My top dog was Jimmy Walker at 9,500. I took an Aussie with Mark Leishman, who's had success here before. And Bo Hostler's $9,000, Marenzi. Take a look at this. Bo Hostler, 15 of 18 cuts made, three top tens this year, Texas guy. And you know what? In the shadow of speed, everyone, speed, speed, speed. Well, you know what? Hostler, Hostler, Hostler. This guy's a good golfer, too. Uh, I was thinking we might be able to get him at 35 or 40, but people aren't stupid. Uh, they know he's a Texan. They knock him down to 28, 30 to 1. But uh, he's on my DK team, $9,000. Yeah, it seems like a little ex- uh, expensive, but you know what? He's going to be on my team. And I love that pick, buddy. And I, be- I bet him, too, at 30 to 1. Bo Hostler. Love it, Marenzi. We're, re- we're reading each other's mail, even though you're in Halifax. Yeah, I got to be honest, though. I was hoping for a little cheaper price on him than $9,000. Yeah. Me too, but uh, there, the thing is, he has he's a lot of things uh, go, go in his favor. Current form, location, proximity, success in Texas, Texas alum. You know, it's a, it's a really good spot for Hostler, and he's been close. For a young kid to break through, this would be a really good week to do it in his home state. A guy that I think uh, can win this um, this tournament as well, I see he's $9,200. That's Adam Scott. Adam yes. Scott. And, you know, Grace Grace is right there as well at 94. Scott has won here before. I understand what he's uh, – I don't know, man. Adam Scott, you would know better than I would. But seems like Adam Scott is always changing putters, isn't he? So does he change his putter again? Has he gone back to his old putter again or something? Yeah, actually, yeah. the thing was he's going back and forth with putters, Marenzi. But the good news is he's, he's also found his form. Adam Scott was having problems, uh, you know, hitting five-foot putts and making cuts. And recently, you take a look at his uh, track record. He's been making money again. Adam Scott also, winner at the Shell Houston Open. Lots of success in Texas. Like, very very uh, solid performances here. Lots of top tens and money. So, if you're looking for a horse for the course, who's not uh, Jordan Spieth, I'd have to say Adam Scott's got to be uh, a guy on your list, Moretzi, and I really like the way he's playing lately. That's actually not a bad price for a world-class player because you know when he puts it together, he'll be there on page one of the leaderboard. You know, and here's another player, Cam, that I thought that I was going to be sort of, you know, I would be, oh, no one's going to be on this guy, and he won't be that expensive, and I'll be able to fill him in my lineup. But uh, Aaron Wise, Aaron Wise, everyone's talking about Aaron Wise actually, Cam, this week, 40-1. to Aaron Wise is a guy that's uh, very similar to Hostler, Gabe. Very, very close. Very, very close to making good things happening. No, and a lot of people like him, and the price is there. Wise is a guy who came up from, from, the, from the other tour, popped up to the PGA Tour, has been getting lots of money, lots of top 25s, and, and really close. That's the thing about a golf tournament, man. It's really hard to peg these guys. Like, I think Hostler's close, but I love that Aaron Wise pick, too. I tried to put him on my team. I couldn't find ways to squeeze him in because I got Jimmy Walker, Mark Leishman, and Bo Hostler 
other than that, I, I, I tried to fit in wise. I couldn't make them there, so I had to go on a different route. But from a betting perspective, Gabe, at that price, I think uh, if you're going to put like five or ten bucks on some golfers and have some fun this weekend, uh, wise is a guy you got to look at. That would be a wise bet. A wise, a wiser. Wise man. Yeah, wiser. A wise man's <laughs> the decision of the night. Yeah, wisers. Wisers, exactly. So you you want my uh, you want my golf team there, buddy? And I got another one we bring can do on. the other side. Yeah, I'm uh, gonna take Jimmy. What do you got? Jimmy Walker, ninety five hundred bucks. He's the top dog. We're going with Mark Leishman at ninety one hundred dollars. As Gabe mentioned, Bo Hostler, lots of Texas lines there. Guys like to play in their home state, nine thousand dollars. Another Texan, but people have forgot about Ryan Palmer, T twenty three at the Players, a top ten, very very cheap right now. I like him, Ryan Palmer, Kevin Tway. Uh, son of Bob, 17 of 18 cuts. I really like the cheap price, too. $7,200 and nah, 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 Where have you been? Kevin, nah, he's cheap. Nine out of 12 cuts. Hey, come on, Kevin, nah, you got to do this. This guy's in with the bottom feeders because he hasn't been in current form, Marenzi, but uh, I think he can uh, make the cut and hopefully make me some money with my big dogs this week. And uh, the six-pack, too. I'm going with Jimmy Walker at 18 to 1, Mark Leishman at 22 to 1, Big Bo Hostler at 30 to 1, Peter Uline hits it a ton, 45 to 1. Might as well face it, you're addicted to gambling. Ryan Palmer at 55 to 1, and Stephen, don't call me Mick Jagger, 125 to 1 is my bomb this week. I think Cordera could be worth a look this week, 7,700 as well. We'll hit that on the other side. Did you know that you can listen to this show live on the award-winning Fancy Sports Radio Network? Listen on the iHeartRadio app, the TuneIn Radio app, or download the Fancy Sports Radio Network app. The Fancy Sports Radio Network is the only totally free, 24-7, 365 Fancy Sports Network of its kind without a subscription. Check out YouTube Live on the Fancy Sports Network YouTube page and participate in the program in there, where you can ask questions, discuss the topics with other fantasy enthusiasts, or tell everyone that you disagree. Call into your favorite show and ask your question. The number is 844-84-FNTSY. That's 844-843-6879. The Fancy Sports Radio Network, your free fantasy source, 24 hours a day. Game time decision. Red Heat and Rage Radio, Lineup Walk, Live, Fantasy Sports Radio Network, iHeartRadio, uh, Siri, Alexa, and and, uh, and Paula, uh, and everybody else in between. Everybody Who's else Paul? in between. I don't know. <laughs> Siri, Alexa, Paula. Pa- Paula Abdul. Paul. That's who. <laughs> yeah, pa- Paula Abdul. I don't know. It's a good name for, like, the new one. Ask Ask Paula. Ask Paula. I wonder how they come up who, with those names. Like, who came up with the name Siri and stuff? Alexa, but, but anyways. Yeah, yeah, what the, yeah, Alexa over Siri. I don't know. Siri's a little bit rare, but uh, whatever. Hey, Gabe, we got a guest uh, on the line, buddy. An old friend. A very special guest. Yeah, friend. yeah, very special guest. We, we better not keep That's him true. waiting. He's a big superstar. He's a celebrity. Oh, he's especially yeah. now that the Las Vegas Golden Knights uh, keep on uh, keep on, uh, keep on trucking. Brian Blessing trucking. <laughs> Grateful Dead stuff. Up, Figure like that, blessing. Cash. What's it, up, Brian? I, I'll tell you, you know, the Alexa thing. Could you imagine if you said, you know, "Good morning, Cammy," and then the, and then the thing would just go on this hundred mile an hour diatribe for about forty minutes. 
You know. <laughs> <laughs> so what do you say, Cam? So Cam, Cam's voice, so she, he should be like the helper. I don't oh. think that would work uh, too well, Blessing. <laughs> oh no, I, I talked to Cam. I talked to Cam this morning. Hey, Blessing, how you doing? First the earth cooled, then the dinosaurs came, then they got too fat and died and turned into oil. And then the Jets were playing the Golden Knights. And then sports rates, we're going to be doing a radio show. I wonder if you can come on the radio show with us. Hey, what do you think about the Celtics? My God, they look great. Oh, my God. Hey, it's weakness. I'll tell you, I think Justify is going to win this race by the length of the stretch. And, oh, my God, did I have a horrible beat of golf last week. Hi, Cam. How you doing? Hi, Brian. <laughs> that was pretty accurate. I caught Blessing before he was going into the Vegas night practice. And, you know how things were getting uh, hectic here with the ice cream machine and stuff. So you had a lot of things. You you know me, Marenzi. Sometimes I'm not the best juggler. That's a good that's a good impression of him. But you know what? All valid questions that he was asking, uh, Brian. So I'm yes. glad that you did that because I'll ask you about them too. But so let's jump in right now because I know you're busy. Um, so uh, you know, we, we, me and Cam were talking about the lack of momentum that seems to exist in the NHL playoffs. Um, you know, I've already I've already left teams for dead. I already gave the the cup to the Jets like a week and a half. I like first I was like, oh, the Predators are going to beat them. They're not responding. Then I'm all on, in on the Jets after I see them in game one. You know, I'm I'm like Mitt Romney. I'm jumping on and off bandwagons like uh, on a daily basis here, Brian. And it seems to me that the zigzag theory is in effect though, for the most part. Team plays poorly, they bounce back in the next game in the NHL playoffs for the most part. And uh, how about this? Road teams are now 38 and 32 in the playoffs, uh, Brian. What's your take on the game tonight in the series? Well, you know what? I'm telling you, Gabe, I've never seen, and I mean this sincerely, and we talk about this stuff in all sports all the time, all the years we've done this together. Uh, don't overreact to what you last saw. And people watched game one, and it was like like Vegas stunk. They're like, oh, the Jets are big. Oh, they've met their match. I mean, the first seven minutes, so treated the puck like it was radioactive and didn't back check, and Flurry should have stopped it. And the crowd went nuts. The Jets played nuts for seven minutes. The second half of that game, Vegas wasn't dumping the puck in. They were turning the puck over the neutral zone. Second and a half of the game, and Flurry let a bad goal in. Second half of the game, Vegas calmed down. That was a dead even game. If not, Vegas had the better of play. And everybody's not like, oh, they're, they're done. And, and Vegas protects the puck. And they were off for six days. And they exactly. were six days, too. So they, they're obviously going to be a little were, flat coming out, right? And exactly, they were, you know, there was some rink rust. But okay, that's all excuses, right? The Jets were the better team. They beat them. But I'm telling you guys, how many times have we talked about this over the years? Team plays a hard seven game series, and everybody's like, oh, fade them. They had to play that hard seventh game. I know you guys. I know I do it. Like, I'm playing the team that played in game seven. Because they got momentum and adrenaline and blah, 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 blah. And if they're going to hit a wall, they're going to hit it in game two. And if Vegas stays out of the penalty box and rolls four lines and plays five on five, I still think that Predator series could be a fatigue factor for the Jets as this thing moves forward. You know, yeah. Cam, the one thing it, I was going to say here blessings, is blessings, um, right? who said no, the same thing. About Vegas or that one it. team at home. Yeah. I was going to say, Cam, Vegas are the one team at home, though, that doesn't seem to get caught up in the moment, right? A yeah. lot of teams get caught up, and they get in the crowd. They try to get too fancy and stuff. Vegas seem to embrace the home ice better than others, but it's a tough game, Cam. Yeah, it's tough, and, no, and no, but great point that you bring up. Like, you look at other teams, right? Like, Vegas has come out against San Jose and L.A., and they 
you know, you know, teams come out, boom, with a, with a flurry, they can, they can fend it off. Uh, flurry was standing on his head. The guys actually had one bad game blessing. I wouldn't, I wouldn't even say that as the, his forwards didn't back check. He got hung out to dry. And I hate to say this because I got futures on Winnipeg. If you really want to break this thing down, like period by period, shift by shift, Vegas has been the better team other than the first period of the first game. They've outworked Winnipeg and they've looked better than them. And uh, I got to tell you this Winnipeg speed and, and toughness that we talked about Vegas is the exact same team. Like we got to think Tuck is a big boy. Their defensemen, England and these guys, like they're killers. Like I can't believe Gabe, Gabe Brian, they put this team together with people, with other teams. Like let's leave them out there and know what it is. It's us versus the world now. Oh, you don't want me, Florida. Now I'm going to burn you. And that's why Vegas is so good. And they don't get out work. What do you think, Brian? Cam, the show's not long enough to give you the myriad of reasons why this all worked. Okay. Is everything you just said. And then in the beginning of the season, every time they play somebody, they got a scouting report in the room from a guy that played for the other team. They got the chip on their shoulders. They all got opportunity. They got enhanced ice time. They got bigger roles. And the one thing nobody talked about, they were mercenaries. 13 of them are UFAs or RFAs. These guys were playing for cake. They were playing for money. How many times do you see guys go bananas in a contract year and then float once they get the money? They all were playing for dough. That's a good point you raised, too, that there was inside knowledge with every team that they played. So so what, do you, what are you expecting tonight? What's the word? Are you seeing a lot of Jet fans there? I mean, the regular season, Jet fans went down to that game, Brian. What, what, what's the deal tonight? Is there going to be a lot of Jet fans there? What's the buzz in Vegas like right now leading up to the game tonight? That's a great question. I'll find out shortly. I'm still home. I'll be heading down uh, in a little bit. The Jets fans, they brought an army uh, in the regular season, but they're going to pay through the gills for the ducats. They're going for like four or five dimes down by the glass. Uh, American, by the way, and so I don't know how many pe- people could people could sell their tickets and pay for their season tickets for the next two years. So it'll be interesting to see how many people from. Winnipeg so they're going for four. It's four and five thousand dollars for lower ice level tickets right now. Uh, wow. On some platforms, yeah. I mean, like they're, they're going the average. The average ticket's in excess of 500 bucks. Uh, Dear God. Upstairs is 500 potatoes. Wow. I wish we were there with a pit full of tickets. That could really take care of some problems for me right there. Just (laughs) Amarencia, eight tickets at 500 a pop. That's a real game changer. So, so it sounds like you like Vegas tonight. Did you bet the game tonight? And what about the total, Brian? They finally put a five and a half up from the six, but... I don't know, man. I, I, I've been betting all these under sixes, and I keep getting pushes or I lose. So I'm staying away from the total here. here here's my here's what I'm thinking, Gabe. And I, honestly, you'd have been proud of me. I, I I loved them in game two, and and they don't offer this stuff around here. I mean, offshore maybe, but they they actually offered a reverse puck line, and I I had Vegas minus the one and a half plus three and a quarter in game two. So I was sweating out the last thirty seconds. I'm like get the puck out of there but <laughs> I, will, I will i will tell you tonight that i really do think vegas gets it done tonight and i think game four is the batten down the hatches game where the jets are going to circle the wagons and I'm, I'm not overreacting to the last game i just i honestly believe the key that the key to the game is vegas stay out of the penalty box because winnipeg tosses it around on a string and you got Liney and Shifley and Bufflin and 
you know, if, if Vegas can stay out of the box, more than the danger of Winnipeg scoring on the power play, is if Vegas stays out of the box, they remain this four-line washing machine. You know, when they're in the box, it upsets the apple cart. If they stay out of the box, I mean, they will throw the fourth line out there if the game's tied with three minutes to go. And that's when they wear people down. So if Vegas stays out of the box, I think Vegas steps up big tonight. And then I think game four is a coin flip. I think the Jets will be really salty in game four. Hey, Winnipeg, you win tonight. I mean, you know, listen, we're, we're down to the final four, guys. I, look at the coaches that are left. I think Maurice is a stud. Trotz just wins games. He doesn't win cups, but he wins games. I think Cooper's a spectacular coach, and they already fed X the Jack Adams trophy to go on. Yeah, that's a good point, yeah. Brian. I, and I, we got to ask you guys, and you know this is the story. Think about this, and right now looking at the current odds, we got this is the win the cup. Washington plus 230, Vegas plus 240, Jets plus 260, Lightning plus 370. This is insane. Unlike any other sport, any one of these four Remember last night, Ken, the Lightning were 8-1. to one. I know. We talk about this. these live betting and the odds, and now they win one game, and they yeah, they've cut the odds in half. But, Brian, well, Gabe, Gabe, you Gabe, got, here, yep. let, let me interrupt you right there. I'm yep. telling you, this is such a cupcake. March or so would have to get a hat trick in the next, you know, in four games the rest of the way if they win the cup. Other than that, Flurry's on the board at five or plus five fifty to win the con smite. You're crazy to bet Vegas to win the cup. Don't bother. Bet Flurry to win the con smite. If Vegas if Vegas wins the cup, Flurry is winning the con smite. So take plus five fifty, not two thirty. What do you, Brian? Yeah. What do you think about? Uh, I like the good logic. Uh, you know what? I gave Nick Foles as the MVP in the Super Bowl. Yes, so if you like the Eagles, logic. take Nick Foles. Yeah. yeah. I, Great point, but I want to ask so, one thing uh, before we get in there. What about these casinos with these novelty tickets at 501 and stuff if Vegas is plus 240 now? Like, Gabe, you know these guys, Tony Miller, Brian, all these guys. Like, what is happening here with these people, with rich guys, too? Say, ah, put 100 bucks on the nights for fun. I'm rich or 50 bucks or whatever, 500. Like, what is happening here? Like, we're very, like this is a hedge situation, Brian. They're plus 240 to win the damn cup. Well, around here, Cam, I mean, obviously that's, the books got pummeled all year long, and yep. they stand to have one of the biggest losses in the history of the industry if the Golden Knights win it. And you know the reality of it is, I you know, as this thing moves forward, you know they want to be shading something fifteen twenty cents to attract money on the other side. It's it's going to be a pimple on the butt of what they're going to lose. I mean, you know that ship has already sailed, kid. Brian, what's the word? Um... I read a great quote by Cornegay, Jay Cornegay. He was asked, so what about legalized sports betting in other states right now? And does this mean the end of Las Vegas, per se? And uh, he said, you know, people thought it would be the end of Las Vegas when um, when other cities started to get casinos. You know, you know, forget Cam. You know, you were talking about it. You go to a Baltimore Oriole game, there's a casino across the street from the stadium. You go to St. Louis right. and Bush Stadium, there's a stadium, there's a casino there. Colorado, there's there's casinos everywhere in every city in America right now. Las Vegas didn't disappear because of casinos. I don't imagine they're going to disappear because of sports betting now, uh, Brian. But what's your take on this? Well, I gave the reality of it is, come on. I mean, people were betting everywhere anyway. I mean, they, they had their ways to get a bet down. Yeah. Hey, you guys are, you have, you got pro line. I mean, you know, I mean, the bottom line is, 
Oh, yeah, I never went to Vegas to bet. It just happened to be yeah. there. I'm betting online well, anyways, got, even if I'm in well, Vegas. Great, I'm going to Vegas to great. party and have a good time. You well, bet everywhere. People, you know, they, they open up, uh, you know, at an OTB in Rhode Island. Oh, let's go to Rhode Island to make a sports bet. Are you, are you doing that? No, you're going to Vegas to do the whole thing. Yeah, I know. That's the thing. I think a lot of people are over overestimating, like, I said that too. Atlantic City, yes. Me and Cam were talking about it. Atlantic City's a little different. I think Atlantic City, nice shot in the arm. You're right. Like, am I suddenly going to an OTB in Rhode Island now because I can bet on the game? No, I'll do it on my phone, and I don't have to go to the OTB in Rhode Island. <laughs> and, the, and, the, and the other end of it, guys, I mean, the reality of it is many of these properties are going to reap some residual kind of award, reward being administrators and consultants because many exactly. of the are going to turn to Vegas for the expertise on how to do it. Exactly. Cornegay said we look at it as an opportunity, not a, uh, you're exactly right, um, uh, not not a uh, liability. So, Brian, uh, every every year, man, you know, a horse wins a Kentucky Derby, and then it's like, well, this is, oh, no one's beating this horse. I mean, you, you, Cam, you've heard this before, and Brian, you've you've I been heard. around since uh, since Northern Dancers days. So, uh, <laughs> well, it's, it's, not, it's not that old Northern Dancer. I should have went older. I, uh, Brian, Brian's been around since the War Admiral days. Yeah, I mean, the, the Northern Dancer thing was actually a factual statement. But and speaking of, do you know? What, and since you said it. Uh, let, let me interject some intelligence here for a change. Do you know where Northern Dancer won his first race? Woodbine. Fort Erie. Close. Fort Erie. Ah. I just said Fort Erie, didn't I? You guys definitely. Like, You're right, Cap. Yeah. <laughs> now, I was going to say Woodbine is my second. I knew it. I, it was a trick question. <laughs> Cam wins the cookie. I could really <laughs> use one, Brian. I'm hungry. So is justify is justify yeah, just a, a uh, triple crown winner, Brian. What's your take on this horse? The only thing there was a report he had a sore foot, but Baffert said he's okay. The reality of a game is, generally speaking, the Derby plays out just the way that another Derby winner by three, couple horses fighting for second, couple horses fighting for third in the bottom of the Superfecta, and then the other six, fifteen of them are in a different county. Maybe it's the same visual result in the derby uh the preakness it's a shorter distance the horse has tactical speed he draws the seven hole he gets to everybody doing he doesn't get pinned on the rail everything falls beautifully for him he should win by the length of the stretch and then the belmont with the fresh shooters and going a mile and a half is good is you know always where the problem spot is but he he should win for fun the other thing you know he bucked the trend of being an unraced two-year-old it was 135 years, and everybody's like, whoa. But the reality of it is the current structure of the Triple Crown and the Derby specifically is only like whatever it is, five years old, and that's the point structure. It used to be money to get you into the race. And, you know, the Delta Jackpot winner uh, from a year ago would get into the Kentucky Derby. Well, he won the race then, but he was a plow horse now. But the way the thing's structured now, it rewards current form. <laughs> and this horse is in the best current form. We all, we know about plow horses, Brian. We know about plow horses. And, right, and I buddy? Know, you know what? You know, you know what? Whether it's a thoroughbred cam or a plow horse, they both eat a lot. 
They do. <laughs> Brian, me, me and Gabe pick up horse ownership. Never again. I know. It's a nightmare. <laughs> hey, those Enjoy train the game, wreck. buddy. Hey, let, let me leave you with a visual. Those horses, when they stick that big long nose in the oats bucket, it's like watching Cam eat a bucket of chicken wings. <laughs> It's like Charlie Sheen doing coke. (laughs) Big nostrils. See you, Brian. Have you ever wanted to have a fantasy expert in the palm of your hand? Or better yet, in the pocket of your khakis? Well, check it out. Now you can. It's the Fantasy Sports Radio Network app. Download it now to your phone. We promise no weird viruses, no strange tracking things. Just 24 hours a day, seven days a week of pure fantasy knowledge dropping all over your head. It's the Fantasy Sports Radio Network app. Stop being a weirdo and streaming it online. Get it on your phone. Take it with you everywhere you go. Game time decisions. Lineup lock live. Hi, I'm Gabriel Renzi alongside Cam Stewart. Well, not alongside. We're probably about uh, 1,500 miles away from each other. But uh, we're alongside, uh, nevertheless. He's in a coffee shop. And uh, I am in downtown Halifax on the cusp of the battleships. And uh, I'm right in the middle of the touristy actual stuff here, Cam. They've got, like, the biggest flag I've ever seen in my life, like, on, on the port here. Yeah, massive, you, uh, you massive. Canadian flag. Then no, you know what you do, Gabe. You just take the old roundabout the other way, keep on walking on an angle, and welcome to the casino. Let's do it. Oh, so Go you know the, the air, you know that you know that where I am that area exactly. So I, where is the casino? It's right down on the. Is it on the water? They're down there. Yeah. From, no, no, it's not. Basically, where you are, I think. So when you you look at the water, it's not there. It's the other way. I don't know if that's east or west, but basically where you are. You basically go left and then at the other side around town, but you follow it. And you're, you're, so that's the beautiful thing about I'm Halifax. I'm right near the not, hockey arena. I'm right near the yeah, hockey so, arena. How far is the casino from the hockey arena? I'm thinking about not too far, buddy. I'm thinking like, uh, like you can get what from vehicle. You can get there in a few minutes. You, uh, walking would be a little bit of a trek, but I'm thinking like 10, 15 minutes, buddy. Halifax is small. You can get around to the main, main parts pretty good. It's right across there, Gabe. Right on the corner there, that casino, and it's a really friendly casino too. I, I've had some good, uh, some really good uh, card runs there when I was there in Halifax. So been there twice for a couple of weeks, and uh, yeah, they had some really, really. Uh, it's it's a very good casino, underrated compared to like some of the dumps even around here. Yeah, yeah. Hamilton, you're right. Halifax isn't that big, Cam, but it's very hilly. <laughs> it's a don't, great point. <laughs> you it's said very it hilly. It's like, of, I, no, seriously, like dude. That. Like it's it's hills everywhere. Like it catches up to you. <laughs> you're so right, man. It's like the Masters. Like everyone's like, oh, the Masters. Then you're going there. I'm like walking up hills and I'm oh my legs. Like you know what I mean? Where's the eight five three five? You said that Halifax. I've never seen a town where there's more like mounds. It's like mini mountain. You're up and down. That's what like, I'm and saying. That's the it's, thing. it's weird. Uh, Everything's on an angle here, <laughs> like you said. Yeah, there's it no, is on an angle. Like, like you said, there's you no, there's no dust or downtown core with buildings and everything. Like I said, where's downtown? And uh, April, she told me you are downtown. I'm like, like yeah, <laughs> but where's like... the? And then like there's the hockey rink, and even the hockey rink is on a hill and sort of sideways. You know what I mean? It's a weird building. 
Yeah, it looks like when you're actually you said it, it looks like a war, like a war zone, but like a a, a replenished war zone. Because you see, like it's got the old castle in the bottom and the hills. But like you could tell, like back in the day, like when there was like activity going on, like boom, cannons and stuff. We're on top of the hill. You're on the bottom. Like it's got that feel, Morency, of like if they had like a medieval uh, jousting tournament and stuff like that. It'd be a great spot to like relive the past, Halifax, with cannons and jousting and all sorts of stuff. Oh like yeah, that. they love they. They love that. They love the military. They love that stuff out here, bro. Like it I said, sure I've never is. seen Cam in Toronto. I haven't seen a Canadian flag like I don't know, like ever. <laughs> like, like, there's a couple off the top right of my head. I can't recall. Like if you ask me, where's there a Canadian flag in downtown Toronto? I'd be like, I don't know, man. I never seen one. I guess maybe outside of City Hall, there's one. That's it. But yeah, you know what I mean? It. Like here, they're everywhere and massive. It's like they're proud to be Canadian here in Toronto. You don't even know. You think you're in New York when you're in Toronto. You don't know you're in Canada, you know? <laughs> oh, that's true. Yeah, And that's the, that's the thing, too. Like, I've been spending it right down here, Gabe. I'm like in the, the heart of the area there with you. And you know right by Front Street there, the Domino's. I'm like literally a stone's throw away from like Skydome. People don't talk. Like, I went, I went to Rabbit to grab like a quick, you know, like a butter tart. Everyone like sour angry like it's just one of those places it's like everyone's so busy all the time at least I'm there i'll tell you one big, thing. Uh, i'm surprised yep. you're big fans of ours at that rabba that corner i went in there once they were very excited that i went in there <laughs> yeah now why they're excited though i could tell you one that the, the guy that really likes us wasn't there it's the hot dog guy the street meat guy and his buddy love us like i remember when i used to walk from the jays game and down hey, hey how you doing how's your ball buddy doing like they always had that guy's not there yet but when he sets up shop uh It'll be a better vibe. I'm telling you, Marenzi, you got to come down uh, to the saucer. Yeah, the scalpers always shop. ask me. Yeah. Whenever I walk past the scalpers outside the stadium, they never really talk to me. They just say, hey, who do you who are you on tonight? Who do you like tonight? Oh, they never right. say anything besides that. Exactly. Who are you on Not tonight? How you doing? Who do you like? Or who once in a like? while, yeah. What Whatever happened to you at the score? That's the bit. Whatever yeah, happened to you guys? Like, guys, it was 12 years ago, right? Like, get over it. I know. <laughs> it's actually amazing how people, like, will still, like, and you'll get it too. Like, I'll be at a convenience store and some guy will just be looking at you. I know you from somewhere. Yeah. I'm like, yeah, okay. Guess. Like, oh, yeah. You know, you know, and I'm just sitting there, Marenzi. I'm like, this is like almost like a decade and a half ago. It's like people still think, hey, I don't see you guys on the big screen anymore. What? You haven't watched sports in 12 years? Like, get a grip. So, like, what are you doing? <laughs> wow. You guys, sounds like you're leaning with Vegas now here. No, I don't not, know. Brian's, going, Brian's pretty convincing. And he, you know, he is dude, I can't thing, lie. I, I don't know. I Like I was saying to you earlier, like in Brian, Vegas, like you said, we've seen a pattern here where the yeah. road team plays better. They play responsible. The home team gets caught up in the crowd, the noise, the celebration, the anthem, and they don't pay attention to detail enough. And then, boom, the road team gets the win. But Vegas had been that, and I sort of get the feeling, I was thinking, all right, we saw the Jets sloppy the other night. Hellebuck was sloppy. I figure the Jets will be much better tonight. But Vegas, Cam, sort of are that one team where Vegas really seemed to embrace all that ceremonial crap before the games and stuff. Like, the Vegas really just eat it up. They do, and they have the best pregame celebration, too. Like, can you, I got to give these guys credit, Marenzi, and you know what I mean? Let, let's give the love, like, the knight coming out in like real medieval garb with a sword and just the way it looks and gold and ah, cutting everything that like these guys have basically taken like the best celebration. It's what we talk about before, other than your team, when you're living in Montreal or Toronto or whatever, these guys know what they do celebrations for good. Like they do a good celebration when you're dead. 
when they show you up and go, you know what? Well, yeah, he lived a great life or whatever. But before that, you got stupid games at the intermission. Carlton the Bear, do 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 do, the same old crap. And these guys in Vegas, they offer up a new thing. It's cool. It's flashy. People are going wild. You know, everybody's into it. White guy, Mexican guy, black guy, community guy. It's it's like they've really figured it out. And you said it. They play great at home and they bury teams at home. I just got to go with the with the dog team in Winnipeg because they played so bad the last game. I don't think they're uh, buying into the frills. I see I see a really, really tight game tonight, though. This game, this one could go to overtime. I think a tie might be on the ticket, buddy. But let's give Vegas credit, Morency. They've done it right, man. What a spectacle. You know, it's just one of these games where I wouldn't be surprised if Winnipeg won. I wouldn't be surprised if Vegas wins. Exactly. But- exactly. We get paid to give people picks, don't we, Cam? So, Winnipeg. Yeah, we do. Winnipeg. <laughs> I'm going to yeah, take the I'm 15th. I'm going to take Winnipeg. Winnipeg. Yeah, we'll take Winnipeg. I have no confidence in this whatsoever. Yeah, blessing like is I'm convincing. Saying, yeah, we'll take the Winnipeg Jets, but... Um, <laughs> I like, even in basketball. Like yeah. What do you... I want to like take better? Golden State. I, I Actually, I like Winnipeg better. Uh, I, I can't take Houston, even though Houston, you said it, like, they're going to have their best, man. Like, this is the Houston Rockets. Like, you lay it all out in the line. Best performance. You don't find a way to beat Golden State. You're done. You're down 2 nothing going to Oakland. No thanks. Um, in, are they good enough? You said, like, it doesn't even matter. Houston might bring their A game, their A-plus game, and still not beat Golden State because Golden State is that good and toyed with them the last game. I want to take the points, Morency. I'm a little bit scared. Golden State, what do you got for me? Give me the two and the money line. Yeah, I'm taking I'm taking the Golden State Warriors. I'm gonna take the over as well, even though I'm a stupid idiot. And I stayed, I just told you guys the over is eight and uh, the the under is eight and three. The last eleven times the Golden State Warriors and the Houston Rockets have played. And they played in the playoffs too. And it's it's eight and three to the under. The Warriors are four and one of the under in their last five. Yet look, the last game got to two hundred and twenty five points. Houston are going to score tonight. I think Golden State will actually be better. I think tonight it's going to go over, Cam. I think tonight's going to be an entertaining basketball game, um, which um, I, I, I agree I guess, too. Uh, I think I'll watch on my uh, state-of-the-art hotel. I'm in here, Cam. Very, very modern. The yes. TV that they have is invisible. <laughs> it's like it's it's so thin skin. It's so like thin screen. Unless actually, you know what? There's like a there's like a big uh, sort of dresser here. Let me open it up, and maybe yeah. I'm gonna get shocked. And there's yeah. a plasma TV in there, but I really don't no, think there is. Come on, TV. What's in the drawer? TV. Yeah, it's Socks? like a nice hotel dresser that would be a TV, but it's empty. Oh God, really? That's it's, it's... They're, they know what they want you to do, Marenzi. They want you to do touristy things, but you're not a touristy guy. You want to watch the damn games. You'll go, also, you go look at flag, climb hills later. It's the first hotel I've ever been, Cam. I just checked the drawers. No Bible. <laughs> no, and I told you, the last time we found a, a Bible, uh, there was $300. Did you have a hotel it. without a Bible? Didn't you find uh, a Coke or something once? Yeah, I found a bag of cocaine and 300 bucks in a Bible in, uh, in Niagara <laughs> Falls, you found, I guess so. You opened, you checked the Bible in the drawer. You just sort of looked at it, and three hundred bucks in a bag of cocaine fell out of the Bible. It was the it was the craziest thing. Me and my buddy high five each other. I basically every hotel I go to now, I almost bring a jackknife and like tear the place up. Now, like I'm looking under bed beds, under in pillowcases. Like when you find money, but it in a goes hotel both room, ways. 
It I goes know. both ways because you've admitted that you stuffed two hundred bucks in a dollars in an ironing board. I know in an ironing board. So like the whole the tube of the ironing board in the hotel. What a you thought That's I'll hide true. my money here. Totally forgot about it. That money's still in that tube somewhere too. It is. It's at the MGM Grand, buddy, in the suite. You were there with me. <laughs> Can you believe that? Like I was so I, I'm like I was so messed up. I'm like I gotta hide the money. There's like 30 people sleeping in this room. Yeah, I left it there. What a stooge. Oh, it's hey, that time you put it. That's awesome. <laughs> yeah, it was Jukesy. God rest his soul. Remember all those guys and all those moochers? It was when uh, Cohen uh, wanted the free uh, UFC shirt. But didn't he lose a bet and he wouldn't even buy a shirt? He's like, ah, give no, me the free one. No, that was what happened was, credit. yeah, we've, we told the guys a lot of stories about Cohen. He's the guy that... Uh, He's the guy that told Felix Potman that his kid had cancer so he'd get a free <laughs> hockey stick from him. Yeah, so this guy knows no low. So this guy's in Vegas, and oh. he refuses to pay for a hotel room for some reason. It's like yeah. the guy's You're like, loaded. to pay for a hotel room. And um, our buddy's got, like, a big suite, like, at MGM, like a party suite. They have three rooms and, you know, like, big couches and all that. And the guy's a generous guy, and he's all wasted. He doesn't care. He's like, oh, anyone who wants to stay here, it's fine. So our buddy stays in the room there. Except the guy we know, he has money, and he's just a cheapskate. So he comes in with this like, Vegas sort of gift bag. So it looks all nice and official, like Hard Rock Cafe bag. And he hands him a T-shirt. And he's like, Jooksy is a token of my appreciation for letting me stay in this room. I got you a UFC t-shirt and we all look and we're like, dude, that's the oh. one that they give you when you sign up for the credit card, man. It says what? HSBC on it. I know it's the best as a token of my appreciation. Yeah. He tries to pass it off. Like he bought it as a gift. It was like the free credit card giveaway t-shirt. It was brutal. It was brutal. Hey, Marenzi, I got a baseball lineup for you, and uh, I got to tell you something. Your boy, Walker Bueller, Bueller of the Dodgers, you want a 22-and-a-half, 31-and-a-half. This guy, this guy is sizzling, too. Look at 16 strikeouts, his last two, $8,500 against the, the Marlins. Are we missing something? That guy's on fire. Love that pick tonight. Yeah, he is, and I, I lied. I, I was said I'm not going to take the Dodgers because I got to be smart, but I'm not smart. I'm so. taking them. I'm taking, I'm taking the Red I, I, Sox and the Dodgers in the same stupid parlay I lost with last night. It's plus 112, doing, so whatever. You know what? know? We're, doing, we're doing the exact same thing. Hey, Marenzi, I'm just going to blow by my lineup, too, because I actually put some work in it. I really like the lineup tonight. Walker Bueller for the Dodgers, yeah, sorry, 8, sorry, get to the lineup. Go ahead. Yeah, Chris Sale, 11,800. Uh, Tyler Flowers, my Atlanta Braves catcher, $2,700. Now it gets great. Albert Pujols, good history. In the matchup tonight, $3,000, dirt cheap. Jose Altuve, $4,600. Mark Reynolds on fire, $3,500. Eduardo Nunez, $3,400. And now the outfielders, J.D. Martinez. Every night you play him, $5,000. Josh Reddick has a great history in this matchup, $3,200. And Kyle Schwarber of the Cubs raking $4,100 with $200 left on the table. That was the baseball lineup tonight. And... Uh, Hopefully things go well, uh, Marenzi, for the Dodgers because we, we were on both pitchers tonight. Bueller and Sale, the parlay we're putting our starting pitchers on DK, $8,500 and 11800 respectively. Yeah, my uh, my my picks tonight uh, will be uh, the Golden State Warriors plus the two points, except, you know what, I just took them plus 110 on the money line because uh, yep. it was one and a half. It's going back and forth. Does the two really matter? Probably not. Uh, the total, I think, is going to get there. 
at over 224. Uh, we got the uh, the Winnipeg Jets at plus 110. I don't love it, guys. It's a real coin flip. I'm taking the Atlanta Braves. Uh, McCarthy uh, tonight. Atlanta Braves uh, minus 110 against the Cubs. I don't fear the Cubs. And uh, give me the Dodgers Red Sox parlay plus 112. Plus 112. Warriors money line. Warriors Rockets over 224. Winnipeg Jets to win at plus 110. Atlanta Braves minus 110 and the Dodgers Red Sox parlay plus 112. You know what, buddy? I think we're reading each other's mail. First, we're going to start with the PGA six pack again. Jimmy, Dynamite Walker at 18 to 1. Mark, get off my leash, man. 222 to 1. Bo Hostler, <laughs> the pride of Texas, 30 to 1. You love Bo Hostler. He's got to be a Texan. Peter Uline, 45 to 1. This guy hits it a mile. Ryan Palmer, addicted to pars, 55 to 1. We need birdies, Ryan and Steven. I told you. It's Mick Jagger time. Steven Jagger, 125. We'll call him Steven Jagger bomb at 125 to 1. Tonight in hockey, we're going to take the Winnipeg Jets plus 110 slight pooch. Lean to the over five and a half, and I'm with you, buddy. We got to do this. The Los Angeles Dodgers Boston parlay burned us last night. I'm going back to it. And Gabe, we're a team tonight. You're in Halifax. I'm at the coffee shop here on Front Street. It's going to be good times with the Golden State Warriors. I don't even know if Houston brings their best. Will it be enough? We're not sure about that one. So I got to ride Golden State. Better team. Houston, you got to prove it before we bet on you, Gabe. How's it going, buddy? Well, I got to say as well, we've had more problems at times in the Melrose Place studios than we've had uh, today. Me, my thing is the volume's real low for me. I've got like literally... Dollar ninety nine headphones that I bought uh, from a corner store here. So tomorrow I'm gonna get I'm gonna get some better headphones. There was one little glitch earlier in the show, but that, that happens all the time to us. <laughs> and uh, it was on me. It, it wasn't on you. But we can't. You can't do Skype tomorrow. So we got to get. Uh, I'll call you early in the morning, and we'll get George online. We'll get we'll get the system going. But we'll be good to go, guys, and uh, be rocking from uh, Halifax and Toronto all week. And then uh, next week we'll be back in normal. You got it, buddy. Yeah, I'll talk to him right bright and early. Put that uh, program in the machine. Love you, buddy. Good luck with your picks, everyone. Morency, jam out, man. Have a great time. Thanks, Florio. Yeah, it's relentless. I got to go to a studio right now and play some heavy metal. Man, I'm getting too old for this stuff. But uh, thanks to Mike Florio. Great job on the other side of the glass. Thanks, Florio. Uh, Ronis and Scout Radio next. May the winners be yours. And yours.